This is the FitRoots podcast, and I'm your host, Aidan Lee. We are focused on teaching you the best of philosophy, martial arts, health, well-being, and business. Our mission is to build modern warriors who enhance their lives through continual physical and mental evolution, and then bestow that gift onto the next generation. Today, we've got Nalisha Patel joining us. Nalisha is a digital nomad who travels the world while building online health and lifestyle businesses. She's a superstar at getting free publicity and media coverage to gain a massive influx of leads and profits. Having been featured in over 65 various media features, including a reality TV show, Yahoo Travel, The Huffington Post, Daily Mail, and even the current affairs TV show, 60 Minutes, where she was featured and interviewed alongside Tim Ferriss, who is the author of The 4-Hour Workweek. She wants to help other business owners leverage the power of the media, write for high-profile magazines, and get themselves to build credibility and boost authority. Nalisha shares her steps for success and how you too can benefit. She is a former personal trainer of 14 plus years and now a lifestyle coach, helping entrepreneurs build online businesses so they too can travel and live out a life that they desire. She also runs various online programs to help people lose weight and gain wellness. Welcome to the FitRoots podcast, Nalisha. Thanks, Aidan, for having me. I appreciate being here. Uh, happy to have you and obviously this is uh, not the first of your uh, many media appearances so really looking forward to delving into that today but Alicia why don't you start off by just telling us we've heard your bio obviously but a bit more about yourself and you know, how you got to where you are today. Uh, yeah sure um, so basically I started out in the industry back in 2004-2005 and I was working as a mobile personal trainer so I was basically going out to women's homes and training them in their own homes and um, so I started well before social media is what it is now. You know, I was doing flyer drops. I'm showing my age here. <laughs> flyer <laughs> drops. I was doing classified advertising and um, doing, you know, partnerships with like local um, spas and, as well as clothing boutiques, that type of thing, to try and get clients coming in. Right. And it was just really slow going. I just had such a hard time getting word out there and also conveying the benefit of actually working at, at home back at Back then, you know, a lot of people just thought that you had to go to the gym to actually um, get into shape. So um, I was just brainstorming one day and just trying to figure out how I could get like an actual um, influx of clients coming through and kind of you know, think of what I could do to leverage um, the media even to like, you know, actually get my name out there and um, tell people what I do and the benefits of it. So I ended up actually contacting the editor of um, a nationwide magazine here in New Zealand called Next Magazine, and I asked the editor if she'd like to be trained um, using my system, and I'll train her over 12 weeks, and if she'd be willing to showcase her results in the magazine. So she actually ended up agreeing to, do, to doing that, and um, I went out to her office and actually trained her over the 12 weeks um, with one-hour sessions, and she ended up um, publishing that in the magazine. It was like a full-page spread. It was showcasing her phenomenal results. She actually got really great results. And, um, yeah, just after that point, the business literally exploded. It was absolute chaos. Um, the minute the newspaper, uh, the, the um, magazine hit the newsstands, basically. Wow. So, um, yeah, I honestly can say that my business was built off the back of that one, the media feature. I had um, 
probably about 80 to 90 women come through in the first couple of weeks of the magazine hitting the newsstands. And it was just myself. It was just me, mobile personal training in my local area. But I had women coming in from all across the country requesting to, you know, be trained by myself or to at least, you know, to figure out what I was doing. So, um, yeah, I was basically forced to hire a team of personal trainers to come under um, the business and um, work with me. So they were going out to um, various places and training women but um for people that I couldn't um service with a trainer in different parts of the country I had to figure out how I could do phone coaching and email coaching so I was thrust into a whole different realm um with that so yeah so yeah the media feature totally blew up my business basically yes that's that's amazing because I guess back then as well like you said at the end there you're trying to get into phone and email and what we'd call online coaching now as well but obviously was that 10 13 years ago it was a different game right but I'm also interested because that's a really, I think even back then, obviously it's, that's called kind of the traditional on old media now. And obviously we're a bit fixated yeah. on the new digital media, but you yeah. talked, I mean, we talked briefly about this earlier, but you mentioned two little use strategies that you can help or you've used personally to, you know, gain credibility and influx of leads. I assume this is one of them, but, you know, tell us a bit more about that and how that works for you. Yeah, so um, once you basically get a media feature, other media outlets, you know, they see you as credible and someone that they would want to work with as well. So I found that having that next magazine media feature, other women's magazines were contacting me and asking me to be the expert and like, you know, um, talk the readers through how to lose weight over a summer period or to come on as part of a campaign and work with them to train women as well as part of like, say, a Nivea campaign I did with Women's Day magazine. So, um, yeah, one media feature leads to another opportunity and another opportunity that sort of grows from that. And so, um, yeah, with the media feature, I basically had to expand my business quite rapidly. And um, as I mentioned, I had other personal trainers working with me. And um, around 2007, 2008, after doing this for a couple of years, I found that um, some of my personal trainers were actually poaching my clients. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, the trainers were going out, building up a rapport with my clients that I had worked quite hard to get. Yeah. And so they would talk amongst themselves and undercut me, basically, and then train them on the side. So, Gosh. yeah, that was a very um, stressful period where my business was basically backsliding in a way. I wasn't, um, yeah, I couldn't grow my business because of that particular model. It just wasn't working. So that I was basically forced to figure out how I could eliminate all the personal trainers and, you know, um, have 100% control of the business. So that's where I literally moved into the online world with the um, personal training model and just taking everything that I had taught clients and moved it into a system that they could be taught online, basically. And this was back in 2000 and, you know, 2007, no, 2008, 2009. Like the industry wasn't what it was as it is now, you know. So, yeah, I had to learn everything as I went. And I was literally probably one of the first online trainers in New Zealand and Australasia at the time. So a steep learning curve and figuring things out so um yeah I had another media feature coming out in Women's Day magazine around that time as well so I decided to experiment and see um how I could get people straight onto my online program versus telling them about the mobile personal training side of things so that was really interesting so that was another chaotic period where I basically just um, had to build up the sales page, get all the systems in place, directing them, educating them on how they could actually get results with an online system as well. So, um, yeah, everything just built from that. So I can honestly say that, you know, everything that um, 
was that was happening at that point in time, it pushed my business into another direction, just from wow. the media feature, basically. So, yeah, that was it's it's crazy how things like that kind of work, you know. It <laughs> is. Think of that it was forced upon me in a way to just yeah, it. and it you, you pivoted, didn't you? You made it, you found a way to make it work, which was yeah. I think the, main, the main thing. Um, because that is a sticky situation. I, I've always I started off doing a little bit of mobile, but I quickly realized that it's just a bit of a pain in the backside, it's just too much work for <laughs> you can charge a lot, but still, it's just a, a lot of time being wasted. Um, exactly. it's more efficient yeah. other ways, so obviously, that's what you found. Um, but I'm curious a bit more about the you know, the media. Uh, features and stuff because you know I've had a little bit but nothing like to the level that you have um in terms of features but I think what I found as well is that as you say it gives you that massive credibility but why is it so powerful compared to yeah I could run a digital campaign and get loads of leads but why is it so powerful and how why has it been so powerful for you in building up your reputation and your business yeah it's a great question I think it's been powerful because um, like you said, it immediately builds up credibility and trust in the eyes of the people that are reading your story in a source that they trust already. And so I think, you know, in the saturated marketplace as it is now with like personal training and, you know, health and fitness, you really do need to stand out. And the media gives you that edge immediately. If someone had to choose between Joe Show and someone they don't know, but they read in their favorite magazine you know, the choice is really obvious. So it's the credibility booster. It's, as you mentioned, it's the influx of quality leads. You know, that's a really a big thing that you can get a lot of inquiries. And these are people that are sought you out because they're really genuinely interested in what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So these are quality leads, so you have a high conversion rate. And it's just it's a, just a better thing for your business to really stand out from the masses, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the biggest thing with media is like having a system though. If you're going to get media, I have talked to people who have had media blasts or media features and they haven't really capitalized on it or actually profited from mm. it. So that's a, a thing that you really need to think about if you're going to get in the media, have your systems in place so that you're actually um, taking them down a sales funnel. You know, got you've got all the repeat um, information getting, you know, um, drip feed out to them and also um, you parlay that into actual profits. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because as you say, you could get an influx, but if you don't do anything with it, what's the point? You could lose them yeah. and it could be, it wouldn't be worth, almost not to say it wouldn't be worth the feature, but, you know, that would be, it would have been missed. Yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, are you referring to like, you know, making sure you're touching base with them on email marketing and various things like that? or Yeah. Absolutely. Email marketing is the biggest thing and to keep in touch and um, social media just complements it with Instagram and Facebook and all that. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So obviously you talked about the features now and how you got them and sort of, you know, where, um, you know, where that led you to. So you transitioned to online, but then tell us a bit more about what happened after that. So obviously you were doing the online and, you know, tell us about how that led to you wanting to travel and sort of the ideal lifestyle that you guys have now. Yeah, so online, I mean, that just opens the world up. You, you know, I didn't have any contractor trainers to worry about. At one point in time, when I had contractor trainers and the business was growing through the first media feature, I actually thought about franchising the business, yeah. having a um, mobile personal trainer as a franchise and doing all that. And now when I think about it, I'm like, oh, thank goodness I didn't go down that path. I can't even imagine the 
the headache or just like dealing with like a lot of people that sort of not isn't what I'm wanting anymore and it wasn't what I really wanted back then so um moving into the online space was really the best thing for um my business at the time and um what it's led to now basically so um as I mentioned, that was back in 2008, 2009. And I think Tim Ferriss's book, um, The 4-Hour Workweek, came out in 2009, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, so I read that when that came out. And that just had a phenomenal impact on my mindset, basically. And my husband read it as well. And we were just like thinking, well, you know, if we're making 100% of our income online, there's, you know, we don't need to be in one location. So we thought, this is it, you know, <laughs> like, let's do this, let's start traveling. So it took us a little bit of time, but in 2011, we ended up actually um, packing up all our belongings and um, renting out our house and we just started traveling. And we've really? been doing that for seven years now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's so, yeah, online, having an online business just opens your world up. And so, yeah, I just really want to convey that. If you yeah. are now build up an online business, you know, awesome. You know, so, amazing. are you are you 100% online now, or 100% online? Yeah. Yeah, and I assume yeah. you plan on keeping it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the lifestyle you live, I, I can only imagine why you, you would uh, keep it that yeah. way, right? Yeah. Awesome. And with that in mind, you know, there's because that's one thing you know I thought about I will go into probably next year more I did a little bit of it but it was very inconsistent so I didn't keep up with it much more more so on my part rather than anyone else's of course um but have you found any difference between the online business side of it and the in-person side apart from the obvious time freedom sort of thing you know what else have you found different and or challenging about the different uh different areas that's a great question um it's just with the online business, you really, you, well, obviously you get to open yourself up to the whole world. And that's what we did from the get-go. We just knew that we didn't want to focus on just New Zealand or even just Australia. So we um, we started marketing in Singapore, South Africa, Canada, Ireland. And we did we basically did a big blast and we hit out the, the world with our, with our online personal training programs. This was back in 2000 and, you know, 2008, 2009. This is when it sort of ramped up. And 2011, 2012, we really focused on the online personal, um, online weight loss programs, I should say. So that was, we, we kept that going for a few years. And um, the biggest challenges, biggest challenges, basically the reputation thing or the credibility thing, you know, that's the biggest thing when you're dealing with people online. So the media side of things and all my features, that I had been published in and also writing articles. Um, I've been writing articles in magazines as well. That all contributed to building up the credibility and that made it a lot easier to convert, you know, random random people basically from all around the world. So, yeah, it all comes into play, you know. So, yeah, I think, I'd say the biggest challenge with being online is that you do need to convey more credibility so people really um, focus in on you. Yeah, I can imagine because that's one thing I, I found a bit as well. I didn't do much of it, but as you say, because you're kind of starting from ground zero, you don't have a reputation. Whereas even if you're local, someone can say, oh, at least we can go and see them or we can yeah, exactly. hear about them. So, uh, you know, a friend of a friend knows them or whatever it might be. So were you using those media features to basically effectively target ads to them and kind of warm them up by saying, look, hey, we're, we're not just uh, some strangers on the internet. We're real. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just an immediate credibility booster and also asking people um, if they wanted to get a copy of the magazine or to see a copy of the article I've written. It just, it's like a twofold thing and they get educated as well, you know, associating mm. me 
a credible source as well. So yeah, yeah, such a powerful tactic, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, it works. Wow. Yeah. So obviously that was one of the challenges you faced, but what other challenges did you face, whether it be in your in-person business or transitioning or nowadays or even at the start of your online business? Um, other challenges, um, getting leads is always a bit of a challenge, you know, like especially with Facebook ads and Instagram ads in our industry with the health and fitness side of things, we have to be so boring, you know, yeah. we can't promise anything, we can't do before and after photos, it, it just gives us a little bit more of an extra challenge, so I found that it's a lot more um it's a lot more effective to be able to name drop other people like other media outlets or, you know, magazines have been featured in or anything like that versus focusing on the weight loss side of things. Like that's what, you know, naturally you want to do. You want to say I can help you lose 12 kilos in 12 weeks or something like that. But you pivot away from that to attract people to the message that doesn't relate to any specific results. So we've kind of utilised the media side of things to put in our ads to get um, leads coming in. But it is a challenge. It's absolutely a challenge to get leads coming through from those media, uh, you know, social media outlets. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in that sense, then you use the traditional media to find your own way around the digital. Online. Yeah, yeah that's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. So, you know, how do you spend your time now then? So obviously you've built your online business. Is it exactly where you, you know, where you want or is it still, you're still doing it, still growing? You know, are you working on other things? So just tell us a bit more about an overview of what you're uh, working on at the moment. Yeah, well, with the online business, I always had it in my head that it will be done, you know, that I can kind of sit and forget it. <laughs> I think I've been operating off that mindset for years and it's never, ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> always something to do. So, yeah, yeah no, we're always bought in our online business. We've got the um, the online personal, uh, online uh, wellness programs, weight loss programs, doing their thing. That's a lot more automated. And so my husband and I, we kind of moved towards actually educating personal trainers on how they too can build up their online programs as well. So. Nice. We kind of pivoted and moved. Oh, you've we've lost you. Of the coaching and health. Oh no! Hey, sorry. Let's. I can hear. Yeah, it just went blank for a second. No worries. We'll just blank that bit out. I'll, I'll edit that okay. out later. So when I ju- I'll just say three, two, one, and just answer that question again, if that's all right. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 before we do that, <laughs> so I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, that's fine. Uh, what <laughs> I was banking on you remembering, actually. Um, <laughs> just trying to think, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so kind oh of, my gosh. I was talking about what you, uh, I think I was reading it from, yeah, kind of what you're spending your time on now, how, you know, what you're oh, focusing yeah. on, uh, well, I think that's one of two other points. Maybe two away from um, health and fitness programs towards coaching. Yeah, yes. I'll talk about it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. Three, so, two, one, go. So um, with the um, the business now, we're kind of focusing more on coaching other personal trainers and health and fitness professionals to actually build up their business, similar to what we've done, so that they have more freedom, basically, to live their life and travel if they want to or, you know, just start working so incessantly hard. And, you know, with the in-person thing, you know, that the challenge of that is that you are trading your time for income and that's the biggest thing that we had to move away from just to, you know, be able to have, the, have more freedom. So, yeah, just really want to um, inspire other personal trainers and let them know that they don't have to stay with that in-person model, basically. Mm. And 
they can actually utilize or you know capitalize on their knowledge and put it into the online in online system. Awesome, yeah. cool. So on that note then, could you share some, I know you shared some already, but tell if it's, if it's those or some other things or just more detail on that, but could you share some of your most effective methods for building your business or businesses in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, the media thing is absolutely huge. Um, relating to that, I think it's important to know you know, your signature, so to speak, you need to know what, I always say to clients, you know, what's your problem? You know, what problem are you solving? You know, you really have to hone it down to figure out what, um, what is your specialty and how it relates to a problem that your um, potential clients are experiencing. So it's not enough to be the average Joe Schmo, you know, health and fitness professional who helps you lose weight. You know, it's just that doesn't cut it anymore. You really need to be honing down and, you know, if people are suffering from autoimmune disease or a condition or they find it hard to lose weight over the age of 40, that's a specific problem I mean you can obviously delve a lot deeper than that but um yeah just figure out what your problem is and um what problem you you can help your potential audience um achieve um what you can help them um yeah <laughs> help so. them with um another thing is to realize that you are newsworthy you would you could you can actually have a story you know like a lot of people think that they aren't you know, worthy of being featured in the media, but everybody has something that is appealing to other people that they can actually mm-hmm. off. So, yeah, it's important just to think about what um, would be attractive to the media and how you can actually convey that. So that's another thing. Um, another thing would probably just be thinking about what it is that you actually want to achieve, you know, and then reverse engineer it. A lot of people kind of just go into things and they just jump in and they, know do social media over here and then they do advertising over here but they don't really have a cohesive sort of system of what it is that they need to do to actually achieve the end result so yeah just say work with them you know figure out your numbers and just um, figure out what it is that you ultimately want and then work backwards from there oh cool yeah that's some great advice and definitely something i could do a little bit more of myself so uh, yeah i love it <laughs> awesome and could you also share on that note then alicia how you know, could you tell us more about how you, you and your husband travel the world whilst not just maintaining your business, but actually building it as well? So you're actually growing it whilst you're having fun and living the dream life as well. Oh, yeah. So sort of day-to-day habits? Or I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, kind of how you manage the two. Like, obviously, you're, you're traveling and I assume enjoying yourself, relaxing and, uh, you know, looking around, sightseeing, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and doing activities. But how do you manage to do all that whilst building not just maintaining but actually building the business as well yeah well with that with the way we've set up our travel is that we we do airbnb everything so we've got our own you know internet at home in our apartment basically we've got our own cooking facility so it's like a home away from home so everywhere we go we stay about between anywhere between two to six weeks even three months sometimes we've placed ourselves in Miami and just you know we had the lifestyle of just working and you know enjoying Miami that's one of our favorite places um we do basically yeah it kind of just feels like a like we just happen to be in another country but we are we do have a schedule you know we do we love to work which sounds kind of weird but we've gone through the point where We've actually we would would actually um, rented out a beach house in Italy several years wow. ago, and we decided to have six weeks off, like no business. <laughs> it was like the first time in like ten years of you know running a business basically, and um, we just spent that time relaxing. And we didn't get bored, but I would just say that we 
we needed the mental stimulation, you know. It's like the fantasy is you want to sit on the beach and, you know, sip margaritas or whatever. But no, not as an entrepreneur, you know. I'm sure the listeners can relate that, you know, you need to constantly be engaged and growing. So that was definitely a lesson learned. So, yeah, so we basically are working majority of the time when we're living in another country. So get out on the weekends and we get out during the week. Our time is our own, so we could take days off during the weekend you know, yeah. do whatever we need to, to get out and about. But, um, yeah, we love working and, like, having a, a, um, a routine, basically. So we do work several hours a day and, yeah, nice. do what we need to maintain the business. That's pretty cool because it's almost like, as you say, home away from home. But when you're there, you, you almost feel like you're you're just basically traveling, but it's just like you're there for work at the same time. So it's a yeah. nice balance. And as you say, there is this weird perception that, uh, oh yeah, I'm just you know I'm gonna make a million bucks and then just sit on the beach for the rest of my life. But <laughs> I've, I've never got to that stage yet. But even if I'm gonna do, I can't imagine that's what I want to do. I'll probably do a couple of weeks yeah. and then think, okay, I need to do something now. And, exactly. Uh, sounds yeah. like that's what you had as well. You had some it's sort of innate in entrepreneurs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's part of your mind, isn't it? So awesome. Yeah. So another thing I think from all of your experience, Alicia, a question which would be great to understand is if there are three actions or habits we could do or other business owners could do to boost their business success what would those three things be um the biggest thing is to figure out as i mentioned your story or to figure out your signature figure out what it is that um you're going to parlay and across board so in your social media what image are you going to present what what are you presenting yourself as what are you presenting yourself as being able to solve in your potential client's eyes. So that's the biggest thing. Get really, really clear on that. Um, the second thing would be, as I mentioned, reverse engineering everything. You actually, you absolutely have to know what it is that you want to achieve. And I think I've gone through different stages of that in my business life over the last 14 years. You know, it does change. So you do have to check in regularly to figure out what it is that you want. And um, just work backwards or else you're just kind of just going about your day and just doing little bits and everything. So... The third thing is, you know, everyone says get up early. You know, that's the big, you know, the 5 a.m. club or that. (laughs) If you're naturally an early riser, then that's awesome. Um, I I am an an early riser, so it's easy for me to live that lifestyle. But um, I think you just need to have a system to your day. You need to know what it is that, you know, you want to accomplish and um, make sure you're actually doing the things that, that are valuable. It's so easy to get caught up in the little stuff. But, um, yeah, one of the tips that I would recommend is that have a diary, basically, where you split the page in half and um, hour by hour write out what you actually want to achieve in that day. And then as you go about the day, actually write out what you actually do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised of the discrepancy, especially as, you know, until you're aware of how you're living out your day. Yeah, you, you wouldn't, yeah, it's good just to be a little bit more aware of how you're actually spending day as well so yeah yeah okay the last one is actually a very interesting one because yeah i've tried various methods and sometimes either i you know we underestimate how long a task is going to take and then get bis- yeah. disillusioned by it and you think oh well that's not going to work if i <laughs> these random arbitrary you know timelines that don't work but i think that's a good yeah. system put down what you said and then right did actually achieve it um but obviously those are things you you put into place yourself and you'd recommend for others and I know you mentioned about the early rising which is great but could you share some other personal habits or daily routines that you feel contribute to your success 
Um, reading and educating, absolutely number one. You know, you have taken new information. Um, I'm finding that at this stage of my life, I'm probably reading less about business, specific business strategies and more about mindset and personal development. So, um, yeah, I just... I just think it's important to take in new information. I know a lot of people read a lot of blogs or various websites, but you can't underestimate the power of books, you know, getting into one topic and really absorbing the information from one particular source. So mm-hmm. definitely reading is a huge one. Um, I do meditate as well in the morning. I find that, you know, a lot of successful people <laughs> always, you know, tap the benefits of that. That's a huge one just to kind of get, you know, start the day off well. Um, as a ex-personal trainer, I'm big on exercising obviously so that's the first thing I do in the morning um knock out my 45 minutes to an hour workout and then meditating is before that and um as I mentioned just structuring your day once you know what you're doing that day it just sets the day off on the best possible path you know yeah. so um ideally you want to plan your day the prior, um the coming day the, prior, the night before that's a huge one you know just at the end of your work day the day before just you know spend five minutes and just write out your highest priorities I used to work to a system where I used to use the ABC method and just um, rank everything in priorities, and okay. that definitely helps. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And that's something you still do, the ABC method? Um, I'm using the split, the split, um, what I'm oh. doing, what I plan to do and what, yeah. But I do, I kind of just have a feeling of what's a priority, so I've got that earlier in the day, more productive earlier in the day. So. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. So that's the kind of success plan that you kind of use that you print out every day and, and you map it out yeah. and, and try and match yeah. it up, yeah? Yeah. Awesome, cool. Yeah. That's really great. And in terms of, you know, you've done a lot and obviously you and your husband have, but what would you say after all of this your best success today is or was? Mm. Yeah, that's a hard one, eh? It's like... um. When I was younger and starting out a business, you know, 10, 14 years ago, <laughs> you know, my biggest goal was to basically live in a mansion on a um, beach that's close by here, live in the mansion, have the car, you know, make, you know, several million dollars. And like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's shifted as I've older and like the years have gone by. And I've, I got my dream car, which was great, but um, there's this thing called habituation where you basically get used to what you have so then you're striving for the next thing and that was yeah I got my mini I remember a mini Cooper was my dream car <laughs> so I got that several years ago and um, I was sitting in the driveway and I was just looking at it going wow I got my dream car but I yeah. didn't feel that sense of wow you know <laughs> like you think that you'll have so yeah awesome yeah so you would uh, say that's almost if you like having the the ideal life without the stress but also understanding that you had certain things but there was more to it when you really you realized oh I have them things now but it's actually yeah. more to it than that the striving for the things is more interesting than sometimes getting the things so <laughs> that's for materialistic things yeah but with the travel side of things that's something that thrills me every day like going moving to a new country that's where we're at you know the freedom and the ability to travel that's absolutely how I define success now so yeah we've made really good money in our business and so we're we're investing it in property and oh, building nice. up our passive income like that so that's where we're kind of focused now. So that's how we define our success with how many properties we're adding to our portfolio <laughs> and a personal freedom. But And then on the business side of things, I get my personal um, success when I hear from clients who have lost weight or they're doing something different in their business as a result of something they've, you know, they've learned from me. So, 
it's kind of twofold. Yeah. Which is great because I guess maybe, I'm not sure, but theoretically it sounds like maybe you don't have to work, but I guess you still want to because you feel like you still want to give value back and you still like feel like you have uh, a message to deliver and help that people need. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think when I when we before we came, became financially free, our biggest goal was to obviously be financially free, and we thought we'd have more time to do more personal things. But it, but once we sort of hit that mark, I found that I want to work more and like you know kind of try different things and learn new things so I can give more value to people. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, one of the things I'm actually studying right now is epigenetics. How you know. The, your environment impacts your genes and how that you know mm. translates to your health basically so that's an absolutely fascinating area and so I'm kind of actually thinking about getting my doctorate when I'm in my 40s <laughs> it's a little while off but um yeah I'm just constantly wanting to learn basically and then help people in different capacities mm. with different things that are yeah, it's, good. it's good to see you're yeah. still expanding and, and learning it's, it's important you don't stop because you, know, you could have all the success in the world but you know knowledge isn't uh an on or off switch you keep going right exactly yeah. yeah and on that note obviously there's a lot of uh successes but on the flip side you and i both know um well you some more than i but obviously more more experienced in business but there's a lot of failures that come up along the way so could you tell us uh, you know a story of a time in your journey when you've experienced failure and what you've learned from it? it could be a number of instances or one that really sticks out for you in particular yeah, um, well, I've been in business for 14 years now, so I've definitely had a lot of failures along the way. My very first business before I actually started doing mobile personal training was a um, newsletter that that I planned to have go out to people's homes, and I was going to make money off the advertising space on it. Yeah, yeah so that never got off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the craziest times. I think I ran, well, ran it, I should say, for um, six months and um, didn't make any money, but I was doing cold calling. And it's quite a, I've always considered myself, oh, well, I shouldn't say introverted because I'm not really now, but um, back then I was quite quiet and a lot mm. more shy. And so um, getting on the phone and doing cold calling was an absolute challenge. So I had to push myself to do that. I learned publisher as well, how to design things up, which, you know, actually is a school that I, that's, you know, valuable now. So um, that was technically a failure, but I took things from that and learned um, how to do certain things. Um, I've also had other failures with, um, we've had several businesses along the way where we um, did corporate training and we've done um, newsletters for chiropractors and um, yeah, physios, that type of thing. And they never took off. They all made a little bit of money and we learned, you know, some skill from everything. So yeah, every little failure, I've always learned something. So that's the biggest thing. So I wouldn't even call them failure, failures. It just doesn't really, yeah, it's just part of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It, just, it doesn't exactly yeah. add up, does it? Because, you know, as you say, we could consider them failures, but it's what you take from it and what you do with that rather than, Definitely. oh, it's just another failure. But yeah. There's actually a lot more to it. I, you know, kind of like you, I think similar uh, attitudes, I just, I want more of it because the quicker it happens, then the quicker you move on to the success, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. you got to try things. I mean, that's business, you know? Mm. So, yeah, it's all part of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because if you, if you didn't, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be anywhere near, you know, where you are now. So, in that mm-hmm. note then, Lisa, I'd also be interested. So, we've kind of got to where you are now and that story of how you help people, what you do and, and what people can get from this, you know, how other business people and entrepreneurs can, can benefit from what you've, mentioned but what are your 
you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do within the next sort of one, three, five, ten years? Or what's your sort of, you know, because you're quite established now, but what's your legacy going forward? What is it you want to leave leave behind as well? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I assume that it will change in a few years. This is what I want really now for the next few years is, as I mentioned, the epigenetic side of things, that's really fascinating to me, the quantum physics and how that relates to health. Um, I've always had a passion for health and wellness that will always stay true regardless of um, how much I teach in the business side of things. So, yeah, I think I'm moving towards more of that and um, just figuring out a, um, a way that I can help people through um, those things. Um, personally, I think um, we're focusing more on property investing. Um, that's something that's kind of a passion for us. So that's one of the first things, carrying on traveling. And um, ultimately, right now, one of the biggest goals is building up my publicity power course, just so I can really educate um, people on the power of media and publicity in their business. I think it's just such a little used strategy. Not many people, like I mentioned, don't forget don't consider themselves newsworthy enough to be featured or they even think that they need like a um a PR firm to represent them and that's just not the case anyway. yeah. <laughs> you know you can get publicity on your own and yeah so a bit bit more of this similar path but just evolving to sort of the next level it seems and taking more yeah. of your own interests at heart and obviously building some security with the property and everything like that as well Definitely. Cool. Yeah. And I guess this is the big one as well. Like, you know, obviously you've discussed all this, but, and you've kind of touched on it as well, but why did you get into your field of expertise? You know, why are you doing what you do? Yeah, I, um, I've always had an interest in this as far back as I can remember, basically since I was about 15, 16. I, I think um, Body by Jake, the Jake, Jake Steinman, do you know Steinfield? I think it was, Yeah. I'm not sure. Guy. I'll have to look him up. Naming's a bell, but yeah, I know you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, he was quite. He was quite big back then. <laughs> so I think one of his books really resonated with me, and also Leslie Kenton. She was quite a. She was a famous journalist in the UK. I think it was. Yeah, and I've then, heard um, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's had a phenomenal impact on me. I've got all her books. I just devour them. Just all the. Um, even like she was talking about fasting back in, you know, 1995, 96, you know, something like that, just well before her time. And like, so yeah, that really resonated with me. And so I started um, reading and consuming all that back when I was about 15, 16 years old. But um, it wasn't until I got to uni and I was in my um, second or third year, I think it was, I actually started getting panic attacks. I actually developed anxiety. Mm. And so um, I was studying sport and exercise science at university and nutrition. And so it was just ironic that I had to actually use what I was learning on myself to figure out how I could actually, you know, get rid of this anxiety and panic attacks. It got really bad to the point that I couldn't even sit and lecture there. Basically, I was just consumed by panic. So, um, yeah, I had to change what I was eating and um, I started exercising properly. And so, yeah, I had to apply everything I was learning on myself and basically cured myself of anxiety just with lifestyle changes or I outgrew it, I'm not sure. But over yeah. a course of six months to a year, it was. Yeah. Um, and so eating yeah. right and training properly, that helped you get rid of it? Or was there anything else you had to work on internally as well? Or Yeah, I mean, I was always consuming information, you know. Po- um, what was the Tony Kobe Robbins personal power? I was listening to that back when I was like 15, 16, 16, 17 years old, I think it was. And mm. my dad's um, always been into personal development. So I've always been exposed to Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, um, right. Jim Rohn. Yeah. So I was taking all that in when I was really young. And so I think all that has had a 
phenomenal impact on my mindset. So, yeah, all that, all that counts. <laughs> no, no, definitely adds up and, you know, it's uh, super valuable. And on that note, I think you've already mentioned, but I was going to ask you, you know, what resources could be websites, videos, and I, I know you're a big one on books like I am as well, workshops, would you recommend for anyone listening? Um, I'm really, I've been um, listening to Tim Bailu on, um, I think it's Impact Theory. Yeah, Impact he's on Theory, YouTube. yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah, that's a really great channel. He's got phenomenal um, interviews on there. Um, also Lewis Howes, of course, so probably many of you are looking to him. Yeah, I love all his interviews. Um, Joe Dispenza, he's oh, got yeah. his book called um, You Are the Placebo. That's all the quantum physics, epigenetics type of thing. Yeah, he's really great. Um but yeah, I'm kind of moving. I <laughs> understand I'm moving towards the epigenetic side of things. So yeah, yeah, Dr. Bruce Lipton with the biology of belief. That's something that I recommend as well for people in the industry, health and wellness industry yeah. Um, to read. Um, yeah, personal power is always, I've got that on my iPod, you know, listening to that all the time, you know, yeah. constantly going through the Tony Robbins um, resources. So yeah, all the old school stuff. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all just classic stuff that you can grow. So mindset is huge. Just seeking out things to build up your mental resilience, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that mental toughness, as you truly well know, crosses over to all of your other endeavours, whether it be business or personal, and helps you to, you know, be the best version of yourself uh, all day. Absolutely. Cool. And on that note, uh, Alicia, so... You know these what these resources help you to become who you are. Apart from, you know, getting people to read and develop their mind and things like that. Whether it be people who are other personal trainers, you're part of your target market, or just other people who are you know trying to get fit and healthy. What would you recommend for them to do? So you know, we've heard your habits, your daily routines, and things like that. But what would you recommend for these people to do? Um, in terms of their own personal development, some things or. Uh, yeah, let's, let's stick into whether it be personal development, mindset, philosophy, psychology, that, that arena. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is just a phenomenal resource. I mean, just going through the people that I mentioned, and I think it, everything kind of starts with the mindset side of things. I think once you kind of establish that, then it's easier to do the things you need to do to be healthier or to even succeed in business. It all starts with being able to get yourself to do the things you know you need to be doing, you know, basically. So, yeah, going back to the basics, like, as I mentioned, Tony Robbins, just like the things he teaches, it's just, it's stuff, if you listen to it repeatedly, it just embeds itself and it really changes how you go about your, mm. go about your life. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because the subconscious then becomes conscious eventually, so um, it's yeah. a good way of absorbing it. Brilliant. And um, before we wrap up, Nusha, is there anything else you want to mention? But also feel free to, uh, you know, plug what you're doing, your your company, your websites, uh, social media, and so on. Uh, yeah, um, I'd love for your read, uh, for your listeners to check out um, nalishapatel.com slash 14 sessions. I've actually put together a resource for them about the power of publicity. Um, I have got my publicity power course where I basically talk through health and fitness professionals and the um, you know entrepreneurs how to go about getting themselves featured in the media, writing for the media and even appearing on TV shows as well. So, yeah, I just really want to be able to um, showcase that and tell people that they can be featured, you know, they are newsworthy. So, yeah, I'll take them through um, some great tips. Brilliant. 
Awesome. I will definitely be checking out that myself. So anyone else who's listening, you should definitely check that out because if you want to get the kind of publicity Alicia has had, then I'm sure that's a great resource. So I will put all of those links. Uh, you've already sent them to me, but in the show notes so people can access them. But also you can just try and type it in as you're listening to Alicia from earlier. So other than that, unless there's anything else you want to mention, and Alicia, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, really appreciate your time, your presence and the wisdom and experience you shared so thank you for coming on the fit roots podcast thank you i didn't appreciate you having me on that was really great